0: We can be like they are. All right. Everybody, welcome to Tumblevision episode... 99! Nine. We were hoping we'd have Clay here for 100, but who cares? It's 99. It's amazing. I'm your host, Heather Gold, here with Kevin Marks. Hi, Deb. And uh, Deb is on Passover travel, heading to the East Coast, so she won't be with us tonight. And we—it's just us tonight. You might hear a little bit of chime in from Mariko Tamaki if she wants to, potentially give us some anthropological linguistic wisdom. Uh, but we're going to dig into some of what went on this week. Don't worry, we're laying up great guests. But you know, we—we we had a bit of a hiatus, so we're back. I want to urge and implore all of you before the show gets going. If you like the show, because I hear I get emails and tweets from lots of you, say I listen to all the shows. I go back – we we do know from our stats that the people who listen, listen to almost all of them. Please go to iTunes and review the show because if you want more people to find the show, if it's not reviewed in iTunes, they won't be able to find it. We have not very many reviews. So if you want to keep the thing going and spread it, please do that. Okay. Now into the events of the week or the things that we currently want to talk about. We were getting into it, Kevin, <clears throat> before the show. Um Sarah Lacey has just plopped a piece up. Also, there's this: so the Web Two O conference is over. What does that mean? Well, it, so Tom, Tom Riley and John Battelle started the Web Two O conference. It was definitely like the kind of cornerstone conference of a lot of changes right. in the industry. And now we have a lot of more s- smaller boutique conferences, really, just like startups tend to be solving smaller boutique problems. It seems there are more and more of those.
1: But it's it's actually the Web2 Summit that they've postponed, which is the... So they've always had the Web2 Conference, which is huge, and the Web2 Summit, which was... Exclusive. Exclusive and expensive, um, and...
0: Very white and male.
1: And lots of 10-minute CEOs, CEO speeches and things. And that's the one they're not doing this this year. Right. Because because Patel was working on his book, apparently.
0: So Sarah also wrote a piece, a scathing piece, saying... Randy Zuckerberg, I can't believe you're doing this to real entrepreneurs. Now, I don't know what we would call this trend, because I kind of feel like Sarah Lacey's about the is a little bit part of the same trend she's criticizing Randy Zuckerberg for continuing to its logical extension. And I promise you, if you think you know, there's some of us who thought um when Ronald Reagan was president, like how the hell can you have an actor be president? He's not even a good actor, this is crazy. Hey Darian, Dorian, thanks for joining us. Um, just we have by the way, if you're just if you just listen to this and you don't join us live, we have this awesome live chat and we have a lot of regulars and we'd love you to join us if you wanted them. So anyway, my thought pattern was how could it get worse than Ronald Reagan? Then we got, you know, Bush. And people are like, they can't possibly be stupid. Like this is insane. How could this guy be president? And then Look at the lineup of this year's Republican nominees, potential nominees. I mean, it was a complete reality show with Michelle Bachman. Palin is even more – and I promise you, Sarah Palin's going to look like um, the Cheryl Sandberg of tomorrow, of that co- of that party. I mean, this is just the vector of how things go. So this has happening, been happening in Silicon Valley. Essentially, Sarah Lacey's trying to excoriate Randy Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg's sister, for uh, a show that's been picked up by Bravo Television – which is a sort of reality show about Silicon Valley. And Kevin, you were how are you describing that? The sort of tenor of it? A kind of shirtless heavy drinking.
1: Well the the trailer is is um gosh, fast cars, young people, disco drinks, bah. Um which <laughs> bah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all do and we're fun and crazy.
1: Um which, you know, it's a it's a promo trailer, and then they may go a bit more than that. But I think, you know, my suspicion is they they want to do the real housewives of x to silicon valley um or you know some other you know some kind of high pressure reality show where they f- smash a lot of people together and um only show the, the biggest arguments on, on, on tv which is you know successful tv for them but yeah so
0: it's their anchor show bravo
1: yeah and and you know, you, you said that there's you know, Bravo's got a bunch of other odd shows in the lineup. Half is, so. the stuff
0: they launched is internety. Like I'm maybe it's this particular life I've led, but at this point, the number of people in my life who are in like reality shows and television shows, pretty much almost everyone I know is going to be in a show for 20 minutes eventually. Um, they I picked up a show that has uh, Emily Morris, who's from I know from San Francisco, who was, used to make documentary films and then in early podcasting started a sex podcast. Uh, three dating advice givers or sex advice givers and one of them is Julia Allison who uh, someone find the link I had her on a, you can search subverted com. I had her well she interrupted let's be more specific she interrupted a, a conversation I led at, at a South By a few years back with early Twitter one with Ev and um, Williams and someone from the New York Times Charlotte Dewan and TMZ and Owen Thomas, who at the time was, was editing Valley Wag, and when I in, introduced Owen, I heard him boo, get booed, uh, and then I didn't know who it was, and I asked her to come up, and we didn't have an extra chair, so I made her sit on my lap, but it was Julie Allison, it became kind of a bit of an infamous moment, and anyway, she's in it too, <laughs> she's in the show too, and it was. if you want to watch that video, you can see how she was uh, pretty much not beloved by most of the people in the room. Uh, as not, And also as Sarah Lacey wasn't, because she just interviewed Mark Zuckerberg and spent half the time talking about how sweaty Mark got and him being shirtless. So fast forward to this year, now he's she's upset that Randy Zuckerberg is going to executive produce a show on Bravo, make some money off of showing some people shirtless. And, and doesn't it seem, Kevin, that the population of the Valley and the kinds of explosion of the industry means that there are a lot of people in the industry who... That is an accurate portrayal of their life or a, I know it's a television ish version, but it's not the same thing as you know going to Mozilla, but that's not who they're going to cover i mean but well,
1: you know the thing is that any successful industry any city attracts a whole bunch of different people to to, to come and be part of it and the valley is 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 that too and you know there's waves of people who come in who are focused on the technology and and that and, and there are waves of people who come here are focused on the periphery of the and, the and the scene and so on and one of the nice things about um, the Bay Area is that it's big enough and rich enough to support a diverse ecosystem. It isn't a company town. It, it is that there, there is, you know, significant art community and maker communities and a whole bunch of other things going on here too. It well, it's so isn't...
0: expensive now. We're going to have less of an art community. Sure,
1: that's yeah, that's 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 attention too. We
0: have more fratty kind of people here. Uh, is that a like pejorative way to describe um, it?
1: Well, you get fratty kind of people in any big city. I mean, you know, yeah. We've got universities.
0: I mean, within this industry, if you went to an industry <laughs> event, a tech event or party mm-hmm. five years ago, eight years ago,
1: you weren't going to find yeah. But if you so went so many twelve sh- years ago, or thirteen years ago, right? You would, right? right. No, in it, the, in the there was the
0: there was the bubble was totally full of that. Except where it's less bubbly. Anyway, I just think this is part of the thing expanding, isn't it? Isn't this what's going to well, happen? Well, so you know, part of the you expand entrepreneurship around the world, and everyone gets involved. Everyone isn't just hardcore nerds.
1: Um. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and Kevin's distracted because Hermione Way is also in the
1: show. That no, that that I'm, that, sure. uh, that, uh, that, uh, I'm distracted uh, because my son is. I'm the one who's been me. filmed
0: making out with her in an interview.
1: Um. So, with okay, I thought, uh, well, was I was
0: right. trying to sort of hack the interview, and it was sort of my take on it. And if you watch it, you'll see what I did. Um, basically, who yeah. else is in it? Who else is it? Yeah, that's the one I did, uh, yeah. the link. He's, he's, he's trying to link the conversation out with Julie Allison. So who else is in this show besides Hermione?
1: Um, a bunch of people I didn't quite recognize, um, I I Hermione stuff Way I is, is British,
0: and she runs – it, was it NextWeb? Like, she does – She does,
1: she does NextWeb. She does journalism there. She's got a PR company that she does other stuff with, and she has been involved with she's a, a bunch a of startup journalist
0: partners. who has a PR company. I just want to be clear. It's a very common thing to have journalists with PR companies. I mean, that's part of what's happened in, in these industries. Things have smushed. Everything is a promotional thing where people like Arrington, you know, banks and all kinds of stuff that TechCrunch covers – Bando Daily has all kinds of investors that it will cover. Like, this kind of mixing is part of what's been happening but for a while. That, but
1: isn't that, you know, um, in some ways more honest? I mean, part of the, t- the tech thing is that we mix lots of stuff together here. You know, isn't, isn't part of the, the point of tumbling is that we don't say, okay, there are hard boundaries at the edges
0: I'm responding to Randy Zuckerberg's piece and saying, isn't this the natural extension of what's been going on? Like, in Sarah's piece, she's I don't right. know maybe she wants the page views, she's shocked, shocked to find that, <laughs> that Randy Zuckerberg would have a television show portraying, you know, Silicon Valley the same way the social network portrayed Facebook inaccurately and how they'd make it a crazy salacious time.
1: Which, given Sarah's Businessweek cover on Kevin Rose, yeah. Yeah, I'm just okay, saying. so, it's, saying. I'm just so there's, saying... there's a trend there. So she's yeah, um, and yeah, but that, that that's the that's the thing. It's um, there's there's a bunch of stuff here. So my, one of my one of my things about how do you spot there's a bubble is that when all the um, <laughs> there's a
0: reality show
1: expensively educated young things turn up in your industry um, then you're fairly sure you're in a bubble right that, that, that's, that's
0: what it comes from for me I used to uh, judge uh, it by ahi tuna you judge it by young cute things
1: um, ahi tuna is a staple in this
0: it never goes away it, Even it, it, in in California,
1: uh, ahi, you know my my, my, my son um, Christopher when he was growing up was really shocked when I gave him some, some cooked tuna because he thought tuna should be red because he'd never Aww. seen because in California you know you eat raw fish yeah um so you know that's that the 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 indicator for me is that there's a s there's a group of people who are um expensively educated um conformists the the people who
0: expensively educated conformists would you extend this to the the people in the new york Times piece today about old money coming to technology mm-hmm.
1: God yes. But that's, you know, that's, uh, there's, you know, so there's the expensive educated conformists and they go to, um, you know, they, they they study hard, they get the 4.0 GPA, they go to mm-hmm. the expensive schools because they've they've got money to do that um, and they spend their entire lives being trained to jump through hoops that other other people do them and they become very finely tuned to fashion, um, to local fashion. So they're, they're crowd followers, they join the right clubs, they do all that. I or, wish
0: I had gotten your first phrase down because it was so good. What did you call them?
1: Expensively educated Conformists, was that it? Right.
0: If you're expensively educated, does it make you a conformist just by definition?
1: Um, not necessarily. You know, there, there are there are people who get in there through other means, who, who you know, get in through scholarships, who get in th- you know through through um, through merit. But there's there's a, definitely a sort of. Um, I think you know what it comes down to is that most of the people that you know I know in tech who have built a bunch of really cool technology didn't take that path. They went through, you know, they went through an indirect route into technology because they cared about the technology. Um, they didn't go through um, a mainstream school. That's, 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 that's changing a bit because, you know, I suppose by the time when I came into tech, there, there wasn't many places that were actually teaching computer sciences, no. seriously. But... Um, you know, there are a lot of people who, who built stuff themselves and bootstrapped themselves into the industry that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 it's true of many things. And then there are others who come in and say, oh, right, what's the, what's the correct way to do this? How do I break into show business? Well, the way to do that is this, 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 and this. And if I do these things, I should get into show business. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people who treat you know, any given industry. Apparently
0: how you get into show, show business is you show up somewhere and you're willing to be seen as, as ambitious and willing to you know, sexually exploit yourself. As much, if you're a woman, as much as possible, and uh, you get famous.
1: No, I think there's more to it than that. But you know, the, but there's also a massive amount of luck in all of these things and, and randomness. Um, so, so anyway, so the point of my bubble indicator is, the way you tell you're in a bubble is suddenly the people who are fashion, who are expensive, educated, conformists show up in your industry. And I first got this from reading uh, Michael Lewis's Liar's Poker,
0: mm-hmm. which is an amazing book. Like a, everything he writes. Like,
1: yes, no, no, Michael Lewis is is very good documentary this phenomenon but he was basically it describes how his entire class went into investment banking in the 80s because that was a thing to do um even though they ha- they were mostly innumerate and you know not actually any good at that and didn't care they didn't about economics.
0: care i was in college when it happened at one of those schools and they didn't care if you knew any of that stuff
1: right
0: but of course i guess he's saying because they're enumerate they don't understand but, but the horrible terrible work that they're doing in the world <laughs>
1: But that's that's. But the, that yeah. he
0: didn't understand the consequences of their actions. Was that part of what he was saying?
1: Yes, but also, the, you know, that that, they, that that was you know people they flock people, they, because they've um, grown up with this always doing the done thing and following the rules. Then, the, then they follow the crowd into investment banking, or they mm. follow the crowd into into Silicon Valley, or whatever. And there's there's definitely a wave of that going on at the moment. Um, the other thing I think is that, and um, you, you mentioned a bit of this, is that. Um, and and um, Sarah Lacey says this too, which is that the um, the film The Social Network mm-hmm. has set up a, a, a mental model of the Valley, that a, a false mental model of the Valley, that is then becoming real because people are coming here looking for that, and when they don't find it, they create it. Right. So um, we
0: South so, by Southwest we talked about last week has yes. become a lot of that, some of it, don't you think?
1: Yes, no, absolutely. Party all night?
0: I mean, how do you have a big nerd event where you can't hear each other sit down and have a conversation? It's just by definition not that nerdy when everything is an all-night music party. Not saying nerds never go out and dance, but like when that's all there is, six nights solid, and that's all anyone offers, it's not that nerdy.
1: Right. But there was another um, essay blog post that went around um, today. Um, I saw it from Gina Trapani, but... um, it was. I'm going to find his name. Ryan K U K or something. Um, um, right, R Funduck. Whatever. What, Ryan Ryan Fund dot com. Um, who's written an extensive rant about how he feels excluded at tech conferences because everyone's such an alcoholic or a binge drinker mm. or yeah, yeah, alcoholic isn't is probably you know because um, there's a culture of excessive drinking. Um, that that's sort of brought into that, and I think there's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yes, there's potentially there are cultures that within tech that drink a lot, and there's always been the the beer bash has been a valley tradition since at least the '80s, probably the '70s. Um, so there's, there's 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 there is that sense of that there's a part of the culture here. Um, but he's saying this is you know taking over the thing, and he's feeling excluded by it because there's people drinking too much. For me. There's something of that. Yeah, I can see that that could be off putting, but, but but what you said is more important. Um if you've got an event where um there's drinking and um DJs and a live band and so much noise you can't actually speak to each other, you're, you're doing it wrong.
0: The well the odds of that you're coming up with an any like some substantive ideas there that that's what you're just exchanging. I, I like to do those things. But I'm not right. saying, like, I'm the person you have to plan the industry around. I just think if someone's been around it for a bit and is observing it, you're just not going to be having, you know, new businesses come out of that. And that's fine. I mean, you need to socialize, too. But I just think it's indicative of who's there and what they're, what they're about and the kind of thinking that's going on and the kind of problems people are trying to solve. I've, I have to say that I've heard um, from a lot of the people that I, I respect and who I think are interesting thinkers and makers, the word education more and more often is coming up. For me, it's something they're wanting to put their attention and time to. is a big problem yes. to try to solve and, and rethink and reshape, which is exciting because it needs help. And it's something that affects a lot of people um, and a very human issue that's yes. not quite the same thing as, where can you find the closest, cheapest beer? I've made an app for that. I mean, that's great, but it's not really quite the same thing as coming up with a GUI. Right. So you think we're in a bubble. It's It doesn't seem anything like the dot-com bubble.
1: Well, it does in some ways. I mean...
0: Well, these things are people are trying to be, make businesses to make money on them. It seems
1: more than they used to.
0: Mm. Are they just as stupid in terms of not needing to make any money?
1: Um, there's there's a bunch of that going on. I mean, there, there's a bunch of businesses that that are, are being funded without any clear path to revenue. That's that's you know, Instagram was launched for Android this week, um, and all the iPhone users tweeted it like in the AOL Eternal September. Oh my God, the the unwashed masses are taking bad photographs with their bad cameras Ah, um, but there's an example of a company that has huge numbers of users no way of making money that, at all that anyone's seen Right? They, they don't charge you, they don't put ads up, they don't do anything so they're, they're being funded speculatively like this and there's a bunch of others that are, that are on that track um, and <laughs> in the same space, colour, path um, each of those are trying to who was the one before path? Colour. Do you remember Colour?
0: Colour. Oh, my God. For a week, it was the most exciting thing anyone has ever seen.
1: <laughs> what happened to Colour? Um, their app wasn't that good, and I think they've been refactored a bit, but they've still got a pile of money, so I'm not sure what they're doing. I haven't, but the people I knew there left, so I don't know. DJ DJ Patil was there. Who's so Myers wants who's to know, what's the difference
0: between a bubble and a business cycle? Well, I mean, isn't it part of a business cycle? Or maybe only in the technology business do you get bubbly, just like this in the business cycle?
1: Um... You get no, you get different kinds of bubbles. So, you know, classically, it's it's um, the classic definition of the bubble comes from the South Sea Bubble, which was the British stock investment mania in the um, 1720s, where where they this is when they first invented the stock market, joint stock companies, um, and so they they built they were um, creating companies and, and floating them, and well, not exactly floating them, but they, they you had to get a royal warrant to create a company but they created a company that would and the the, so the British East India Company had done very well and said oh well we're going to go to the South Seas and, and bring stuff back and there's next to nothing that, you know there's nothing in the South Seas the South Seas was you know the bit the, you know this side of this between India and Australia where there's, there's there's like a few islands and nothing else but they thought they'd go there and come back with pounds of money and actually they ended up um, having a, the first stock market crash then so that was that's the original bubble there's, there's a great book
0: with a lot of highly educated conformists there
1: yeah, 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 it was a
0: lot of shirtless days. Um, Sweaty. Well, we're
1: talking Regency, so not it's more like very frilly-shirted days. But um, but there's there's a great book called from, by Charles Mackay called um, Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds," mm-hmm. um, where he talks about these and then goes through a bunch of other historic ones because he wrote this in in the 1880s. I
0: think this is bigger than sorry.
1: But, but so so but the thing is, we you often do get these these bubbles where. A bunch of things, something becomes exciting and popular and people rush into it and, and invest in it. And then you get the second order stuff rushing in behind it. Um, and some of them are actual transformations as well. So the, 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 so Mackay, who wrote this book, was a huge promoter of um, the, Royal, the British railway boom in the 1840s. Um, which was the, which was where they which was in some ways one of the first infrastructure booms where they decided that railways were a good thing which you know they railways were a good thing compared to you know what they had then which was horse drawn carriages and canals um, they were much better for moving people and goods around so they said great let's build railways everywhere and so they there were they had a sort of massive explosion of railway building and you don't actually need three separate railways between London and Edinburgh you know, but, but but they were built. Um, there was the, the, the whole. The British Isles were covered, were covered with, with with railways tracks, several of which didn't actually make much structural sense. And it took a while for them to just, you know, slim back down again. And still, if you go to, if you go to London, if you go along um, the Maryland Road, you see these huge um, railway terminuses that are all um, within short distance of each other because they were built by separate companies with parallel lines um, competing over the route. So there's there's Euston and St Pancras and King's Cross, which were all competing railway companies so this was this was um an infrastructure bubble, so everybody threw money at these railway companies they built all these invested lots of money in, in laying all this track and, and getting the land and so on um, and then they found there wasn't that much business, but at least you know the tracks were still there. We still use those tracks now um so the, there was some value that came out of it it wasn't mm-hmm. just thrown away into nothing like the South Sea company um. So there were examples like that, and a lot of the first internet bubble was like that because we built.
0: We had servers. Just go in nuts, right?
1: Well, we built. We laid lots of fiber. We built, you know, lots of devices, lots of stuff that we ended up using again and again. So that, there was there was stuff there that was bubbly, but was an infrastructure right. bubble. So here's
0: what's interesting. I'm really sorry I've lost Amber Case because I'd like to ask her her thoughts about this. If the second segment of Web Two O was about social connections, which is sort of ironic, because for me it's like basic relational lessons, and we're going to keep probably doing this for quite some years for white men, um, you know, then isn't it weird that we're seeing with these reality TV shows or whatever it is, um, culturally, these kind of cultural indicators of... um, you know, belonging, who's in and who's out. The whole premise of the web and growth of business and the growth of the web is inclusion and more. You want more people to, quote-unquote, be in the community of your site or the network that you're making. You want them to be making connections. You want them to be still there to be contributing. If that's the general premise and you're trying to create a larger culture of that and we see tumbling as the way to successfully do that, then aren't you going to end up with people who are finely tuned educated, Don't you want everyone? Don't you want them too? They're part of the <coughs> culture. If you want yeah, no, you, you, to build you, a world of participation, don't you want everyone's participation? So you only want them to be participants, or you want them to participate think investors? I mean, I'm asking my own question. I don't. I don't I I'm not. You know, I'm not saying
1: it's necessarily bad when these people show up. They're, they're often, you know, they're often very nice and fun to hang around with, and and you know, you know, the, this is this is you know, this isn't a. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of the. I suppose it's like the gentrification problem. It's that it's that same issue that you have. You say suddenly this cool neighborhood is being overrun by by people with too much money who are destroying the thing they, that they came to see. Um, there there is there's a there's a piece of that.
0: So how does having the social web, like mm-hmm. the next layer of the web, being what we're calling social, web, to me is the very tiny beginnings mm-hmm. of what it is to be social because we're the emotional knowledge mm-hmm. of this thing is so weak then how does that change the larger culture and how we're being social? And now it's changing the culture of Silicon Valley. Um. And uh, so how will that itself change the kinds of tech we're making in the next stages of the web? What does it mean for the next stage of the web? Are these folks going to be part of the maker yeah. world from now on of the web? Well, well the
1: thing is that you know, this is part of the... So for me, I think that the the thing that the internet is doing is a revolution... That is like the industrial revolution. That is like the coming of the railways. That it has that um, degree of deep change to it, and it is going to transform everything. And we we've, we've seen that happen. You know, large chunks of, of life have changed hugely um, because we've got pervasive internet, and now you know internet in our pockets and so on, um, which means that lots of things that, that were that were hard to do are now easy to do. Um, and so we are going to be remaking all the industries, and the, and the, the sociality is is one node that joins that up. Um, geography is another one. The, the other the other conference that I was spent some time at this week was 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 the Ware Conference that, mm, that Brady yeah. runs for O'Reilly, um, and that 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 was interesting as well because you know a few years ago the Ware Conference was all about the problems of geography and how we get maps and how we do all this stuff, and now it's like well no. We've solved all that. We've got six ways of doing that. We know how to do that. Every device you're carrying knows where it is. Right. Um, so now what? So now what? What's what's interesting now? And some of it is incrementally making stuff easier. Um, Amber Case, who who we've right. spoken who was to there? before. Who she, is she, is she was,
0: still in town? I hope Amber you're still here. I don't, she's
1: still in town. I think she was she had to go somewhere Sir, else. Sorry if we missed you. <clears throat> but she was um, she she gave a good talk about um, the thing that has changed is that the Devices are disappearing, um, and what's happening is um, we're carrying something around that knows where we are, and we don't have to go and tell it things and ask it things. It can it can sort of gently nudge us when we get near something that we should know about.
0: And is that and that she
1: has been building with your Loki?
0: And that's maybe an interesting uh, segue to can we play that Google? Uh, you want me to find it? Yeah, what do I search here? Just search I just I just
1: send, send, I DM'd you.
0: Oh, you dm me? How tricky. So Google uh, has publicly shown a video that um, I know Charles Warren has popped around, so you can look at um, a conceptual interface for this glasses project. We're going to try and play this, see if you can hear it. Speaking of the world popping up and telling you what's around you. This is Google's way to make it all accessible. Because you can't see what's Someone's got a coffee cup. Something's showing up. You'll just hear the person verbally interact with their interface, which is their glasses. Oh, there's a new girl. This oh, is man. the parody? Really? Oh, I, I can't go down the subway. Oh, I want these shoes, and they're over here. That's what I think about all day. And there's an ad for New Dove. Antidepressant. Where's
1: the music section?
0: <laughs> they're basically... You have to talk to your glasses? Uh. Yeah. Oh, yes. You it's used just, to talk uh, to yourself?
1: Well, no, he used to talk to himself, but he, he can also talk to his glasses and stuff Music, like. stop.
0: So, in this conceptual interface, and there's ads through the whole thing.
1: The, 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 ad, the ads is the parody hey. bit. This, like, hey. parody. Hey. You want to say something cool? Try to sell you a book. Yeah, sure. Is that a Yep. Okay, here
0: goes. So, he's talking to. Some, this is a <laughs> Of course, in the uh, in the future, you're always a guy, and uh, you're a white guy, and you are just looking at how to spend money. In the future, you have a lot of money, and you just w- that's that's your main social concern. And
1: bookshops still exist. <laughs>
0: in what Be- shop? bookshops.
1: Because apparently, your screen has now got so small, you can't read on the screen anymore. The screen is now small enough; it's just in the corner of your eye, so you right. couldn't actually read a book on that. So you have to go and buy physical books.
0: Yeah, there's still bookstores somehow. Anyway, um. So she's talking about the idea that the world is just coming around you and telling you what's going on.
1: Right. And so you know, this is Google's articulation of that. Well, this is the parody of Google's articulation of that. But the, the, they, they say, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had these little glasses that you wear? And there's, there's pictures of them that show these sort of remarkably buff people with bare chests to go with your theme. Um, wearing these little goggles um, and looking very swish. And, you know, they look, they look like the, the, the cool glasses that Amber Case wears, but mm-hmm. except there's only, they're only ever one eye. They're sort of like a, a new, the new monocle or something.
0: The new monocle. And they see a different world that if you don't have the glasses, you don't see or you don't have the data stream. So that's one idea, is that the world around you sort of tells you what's what's going on. Yeah. And you respond to that.
1: And so, so that's, you know... The, they, yeah. So Amber's thing was, well, we can. We, her thing was, we can leave notes for ourselves in the world. We can no, leave notes for each other in the world. You can, you can say, oh, um, I want to leave a note at the grocery store. So the next time I'm in there, I, I, I remember to, to get what I need. Um, and to, to, to have these little sort of fenced off reminders that is where you are. You know, by by having a, a device that um, knows where you are, it can start doing more intelligent things. And this, this is this. These Google Glasses is the the Google, the Google vision of, of, of that same idea. Um, but, you know, being Google, they, they've, they've sort of made it their, their world rather than, um, you know, there, there's a very Googler, Googlery, um, feeling to the, to the, to that video. You can, you can recognize it as a, as a Google employee.
0: Yeah. I mean, so this idea that it doesn't look serious enough what people are doing. I mean, Let's just say that the money people are taking from different people, like when, when you're Kevin Milk and your investors are Tim Ferris, who's a famous technology genius, uh, and you're Dropbox, and you've got the hottest uh, startup, and you can take money from anyone you want. Steve so Jobs tried to buy you, but you take it from you two in the edge, and you're square, and you know you're run by the hottest entrepreneur. Next to Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe hotter because you have two huge companies. And you choose to take money from MC Hammer. I I don't – I mean, these things have all happened before this Bravo list of shows and then Sarah's response to them. I mean, why are people taking money from celebrities if not that it's just changed the culture? Now it's – I don't know. I mean, celebrities showed up in the late 90s also trying to kind of get a piece of action and feel like they're going to make some money. But what does the tech business want from – these folks is they can get money from anywhere they don't seem that I mean I think people tell me oh Ashton Kutcher they they can really help you market and spread your message they really help Twitter penetrate to the mainstream audience who grew help for growth it's like free marketing
1: right well yeah, there's that and there's also they've you know there are also people with money who want to invest so that, that comes around as well there's a lot
0: of people the, with the money who want to invest
1: right but but but, but having companies. the famous ones helps Drive the others. That's you know, that was that was true of the of the of the the South Street Sea bubble as well and the mania, was, in the Ruby Mania. But when you're a private company
0: like Dropbox who is turning people away to give them money. And it's not a public investment you can anyone can get into. And it's an incredibly, you know, successful startup. It's not like they're hard up for money. It can take anybody's money. It's whose money do you want?
1: Yes. Well that's so so um, Malik says um it t- this ties in with the, the piece in Deal book about the um, the science of the rich and mighty showing up in the business. There was a, there was a story, um,
0: right in the New York Times. In the New York about Times
1: that. about saying suddenly all these people from rich families are turning up and trying to do startups, which is sort of, fits in with that as well. And I think it is, um, it is partly there's this sort of you know cultural zeitgeist around it that was that was driven by social network. We, we talked before about how in the fall season last year suddenly every. Uh, TV show had a, a startup founder nerd in it. Right, they were either murder victims or serial killers, well, or whatever. Well, it's a part, part of the economy narrative.
0: that's growing, or it's a part. Yeah,
1: no, and I say it, it is. It, you know, it is the part of the economy that's growing, and it's going to be fictionalized and distorted and, and twisted. And, and um, but the other thing is, it is the other. The encouraging part is that it is a pervasive part of culture now, um, and that's uncomfortable for you know those of us who defined ourselves as the nerd off in the corner who was doing our own thing to have all these people we were hiding from turn up is is, is, is off-putting. I think that's part of what was behind Ryan's thing. It was like, where are all these these loud, annoying people I was trying to get away from here? Um, and th- then... But th- for me, this ties back to the um, the SOPA moments that, w- that we've seen where mm-hmm. um, suddenly you can't you have to take this into account when you're thinking about anything because it is it is everywhere now technology isn't something on the side it is something that's turning every business inside out and every culture inside out right and that's um, i think what's, um, to settle down. what's so
0: ironic is anybody if it, if
1: it's you know if, it, if, it, if it's showing up in bravo's um, mainstream pandering television then then it is is you know it has has sort of leaked through the other side somehow isn't it because the, the you know the the, the 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 Bravo Real Housewives of X series is all about the ridiculously wealthy people doing ridiculous things that you can laugh at because they're they're horrible people, right? That's the yeah you know, that's that's the premise.
0: Well, then you're going to live vicariously through them and see what luxury is, and also mock them because they're But also they're see that the, the
1: luxury is not fulfilling them, so therefore you're okay.
0: Except what this industry has traditionally been about is that luxury hasn't been that important to the people with the money I mean they've not it's not it's I mean I worked in Hollywood before Mm -hmm. the valley and people I'm not saying like Larry Ellison is a crazy sailboat and turned a pool into a subwoofer like there's some of that but not like in LA so you wouldn't have as many of those stories it's just they're not as easy to find
1: Yes, and the, so it was a lot the, easier to find to write-
0: Mark Zuckerberg wearing the hoodie and going, "Yeah, I'm still wearing the hoodie." Like, well,
1: they had to write stories about people wearing socks. That was that was their, the best fashion trend story they could come up with. Silicon Valley was was um, bright colored socks, <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, and yeah, no, it's, it's it's, but it's true. And there's well,
0: but here's the thing. I mean. Part well, this of how... Is, well, this,
1: is, this is, you know... Um, the
0: social... The, the web becoming more social and the need for Tumblrs or the view that somebody who is... And a Tumblr... Cause it didn't explain Tumblr vision off the get-go. This show is... Um, it really focuses on... Uh, if you're listening at this point, you know and you don't need this <laughs> description, but we, we focus on living in a more networked world and how engagement and conversation and connection work in a more networked situation. And people tend to be key to making this happen, we believe, and making these connections and working across silos... And keeping things going, as instead of just pure machine uh, focus, and so we're interested in the human side that needs and purpose that needs to be underneath tech. So uh, these folks who follow fashion, I mean, I guess there's an idea that, or it was that they did the idea, op- the bigger opportunities and the exciting ideas in technology and technology supporting hum- humanity were things and are things that make big change that aren't fashionable, but that are quite different. And we're now seeing a lot of copycatting stuff, like a huge volume of it. And so if people are just like, "Hi, I'm here too." Does that mean there aren't so many disruptive opportunities, or just not so many people go after them because it's glossier and easier to look at this um, sort of? Well, I think I think
1: I think part of this is a healthy trend. I think that you know the classic thing was that you would go and t- take your make your money, and then you'd go and retire and, and buy the luxuries and live in golf courses and yachts and whatever, you know, um, and and. Become one of these, you know, um, people who you poke fun at for, for having too much money and not doing anything good with it. And one of the things that the valley did that was different was that the people who made the money here go and do other crazy things with it they build spaceships right they build electric cars they 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 like Jeff in,
0: Bezos they go look for the Apollo 11 or
1: 10 right and they they build or they build other companies they invest in other people's companies they don't take their money and stick it in municipal bonds and retire and right. uh, go on the golf course you know the, the the we we have you know the 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 old the old VC generation that that founded you know the the chip industry and Intel um, are still around and still investing in many ways, you know.
0: I'll say, I'll just put in, w- put in one little thing. We talked about sexism in the tech industry last year and sort of the interesting way in which on Twitter and social media where there's a sort of 360 degree um, openness and what it's like to publicly communicate and how you can personally screw up your brand in, in five minutes mm-hmm. like the Geekless guys did. Yes. Now when you look at these Bravo shows with Julia Allison with um, Hermione and randy zuckerberg producing they're going to be the most public portrayal of women in technology and there's already an issue if you you already think we have a self-perpetuating story about hey you can come here and party your head off and and it's all discos and you know i mean when i saw social network i was like that's a story about la because it's totally like that in la um are we going to see that same thing women oh i'm here to make myself a famous celebrity it's what julie allison seemed to try to do uh, when she came to the tech world, it wasn't like she knew much about technology. She was, wrote about how she dated someone who founded a company—that was her claim to fame—and that she was willing to broadcast every second of her dating life publicly. Right. So, is that going to be what, what happens? Because this is not a portrayal of, you know, right. deal making. Or I mean, I know Hermione has very strong business ambitions as well, and I'm sure everybody's in these shows thinks it's going to help them financially, right?
1: Well, that's so they but they're the,
0: trading on sexuality in almost all of it, which was how women are expected to do yeah. so. How is that gonna anyway? Peter is gonna trying to build a floating city, says Dorian. Yeah, Peter Thiel's trying to do all kinds of interesting stuff. Oh, yeah, so, so do do are we gonna have a this this repeating kind of thing where the the valley becomes more and more bimboy? Um I think
1: you know because it pro- portrays
0: a story of that because it sells yes
1: like? I think that was I think that was the, the, the sort of the, the social network um, problem as well yeah the, it becomes a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy because the story is told by um, you know, by, by those who want to be uh, you know outrageously public about it and it's harder to tell the you know um, <laughs> the actual story because it makes really bad television if you, you know, debugging code is not something that is not a spectator sport in your case maybe <laughs> pair programming but you know
0: you know what we don't know here's, here's what I have to say We have already lots of spectator sports, infinite numbers of people in media industries who are like, let's do crazy shit and put it on camera. Let's have people, you know, lose weight, uh, try to work for Donald Trump and be screamed at, whatever. What we don't have is anyone trying to see if you can make pair programming into a spectator sport. And I have a feeling that you might get a big enough audience. I mean, Leo Laporte obviously has. He has the highest CPM in media, right? And his shows on his network are not exactly about hair, lip gloss, Right. right? So what if you could have True. enough people who want to watch pair programming? It's not covered. No, that's open if you wanted to make that media. <laughs> I sort of am trying yes, to use yes. my wiles to make my way in the world and hope I can make out with the right person and do the right deal is, been done, is done a million times. Yeah, partly
1: part this is, you know, this is the collapse of, of um, scripted television into these sort of um reality narratives with the the sort of you know bastardized cinema verite where actually what they're doing is going around trying to provoke people into fights and broadcasting those people to watch um and that you know that you know television television has a problem we're not going to see it this year because television is getting a massive subsidy from um the election um, and so all the ads will be bought out for the rest of the year. But next year, they are going to have a massive crash because the <coughs> people aren't going to be... You know, the, the the trend of people buying stuff online and looking stuff up through these devices that we're building um, means that the, the, the revenue that TVs make from advertising is going away. Um, so they're, you know, that may mean... Hopefully that will mean we get less intrusive advertising. But it, I mean, we, Hold it's on, hold on. You're basically. saying
0: e-commerce is going to decrease... Uh, advertising on television? Hmm. As soon as next year. Where is that
1: coming from? Is that coming
0: from some special uh, Mark Benioff stream that you're privy to?
1: No, no, this is coming from watching public trends. The public trends is that that the um, proportion of ad spend on um, broadcast television and newspapers and mass media is going down. The proportion spent on the web is going up. Um, There's a distortion this year because there's an election in the U.S., and because of the surreal way this country does elections, that means that billions of dollars is being pumped into television stations a- across the, the country and newspapers um, and a modest amounts into the web, too. But most of it is going to that because um, th- that's... that the, the, the. It's a f-
0: government subsidy.
1: <laughs> well, it's a...
0: Americans it's, like to say, like, did Canadians make over say the phrase government subsidy? It's kind of a... Word. I is never it heard it in Canada. It's a sort of weird... Yeah, it's just everything is funded that way. No one really says anything about it.
1: It's it's also um, moved through the. Um, this is this sort of it is it, it is a weird transfer of wealth as well, especially this this election cycle, because suddenly they after the Citizens United case, um, the the reality TV show of the the Republican debates that, that you were enjoying so much is is being funded by um, these individuals who are donating you know millions of, of dollars into that you know. This is what the the old line industries do with their money instead of building spaceships. Is that they they invest millions in um, promoting presidential candidates they like and trying to in, in, encourage that. And there was a, there was a, a rather good this American Life f- this weekend. I don't know if you caught that one on um, the, you know, the the problem of money in um, in politics and how in effect actually every member of the um, the House and the Senate. Um, has a second job in a call center where they have to phone up people every day, and they, if they don't make their fifteen thousand dollars a day donation quota, they are abused by the rest of their party for not for not keeping up. It's you know. If you, if the you, thing if you haven't is, heard is, that yet it's, 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 it's the obsession
0: shown... about dollar raising without looking towards what the dollars are supposed to accomplish.
1: And that's right? that's what I'm saying. What those dollars are then used for is buying TV advertising.
0: It's its own like self-perpetuating machine of nothingness. Right.
1: Um. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, the hope, the supposed dream of most entrepreneurs, isn't it supposed to be, I'm going to create something of actual value, and it won't be like working for a big faceless corporation. I'll be actually making a new thing, it'll change the world. It'll be like making windshield wiper blades, or, I don't know, solid state drive, or something that makes things wonderful and shiny new. And now you're saying, no, people are just making something they can sell to the next person who's speculating.
1: Well, this is, you know, this is the, you know.
0: And that's just no different than ads selling to ads.
1: I'm just saying, I don't think it's quite that bad because um, I think that that, that weird perpetual motion machine between television and politics in the US is unusual and has actually been made worse over the last few years by some of the recent legal decisions. Lessig's campaign on this is is spot on. Um,
0: But the most successful campaign outside of it was the the online campaign against SOPA. And I was just reading today a little interview with. Chris Dodd, a uh, senator who now is the main lobbyist for the uh, film business, which wrote SOPA, and, and sort it, of saying that I kind can, of can't say, but yes, there's sort of conversations behind the scenes going on between the tech which I'm not aware of. I love. If anybody knows, please give us some Whoa. info on that. And between the two industries and, and kind of lamenting the death of Steve Jobs, but hopeful about Jeff Skoll, who was a film company and, you know, founded co-founded eBay because nobody really understands technology and content and how they have to work together. I'm like, that is the most uh, – that doesn't sound like SOAP is going to get relaunched. It just sounds like idiot. Only because – I, don't, I think oh, most so, people so this, in the tech business see these so things now, working now together. They're the already merged. Game. These industries have already merged. What's yes. the deep game for them?
1: Well, you were complaining why they're taking the money from all these film stars and rock stars to, in, in the, to fund their startups. So suddenly I see that as a deep game for, oh, well, if they're invested in it, then maybe they won't be so keen to shut us down.
0: No, those individual artists don't have that kind of any power in that industry. They're not, it's not Roger. It's not fucking uh, Rupert Murdoch right? It's not people... Bono who,
1: oh. wrote an op-ed in the New York Times saying that we should adopt China's internet policies a year ago. This year he's investing in Dropbox? Is he actually investing in Dropbox? They just took
0: right? his money. They just posted a photo of him in the edge.
1: Well, that's good. <laughs> I think that's good. It'd be much harder for them to do a mega upload job on Dropbox now. You know, the, the, the,
0: you think they took his money for safety money, protection
1: money? I don't know. No, maybe maybe they thought they, maybe they, you know he he does mm. work for, he does work. For,
0: mm, I'm making. He does the, work for benchmark. Right? I wish we he does
1: we, work for a VC now. So
0: I wish we had videos. So you could see me, <laughs> kind of pursing my lips and and tapping my fingers on my chin. Hmm. hmm. That's it. So who else? So MC Hammer. That's real music industry influence there for you. Um.
1: Yeah, he's a producer. You know, I don't he know. He does not
0: have label influence. The guy hasn't made any money for them in yeah, but, the eons.
1: Well, the the labels don't have influence anymore. The artists have more in the labels now.
0: Uh, in terms of uh, lobbying in DC, I don't think so. No,
1: not in terms of lobbying in DC. No, So we're talking about the the, 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 the register for copyrights. Of so the thing that was worrying this week on that front was that the register for copyrights gave a speech in which she said. Yes, SOAP is a wonderful thing and we need to we need to ke- press on with, our, with this with this agenda. So that that bit was worrying as well. So, yeah, that, that may be where um, Chris Dodd is getting his, his um, I encouragement I think when you from. look because, at Because there is, there is a chunk of capture there, regulatory capture there.
0: Regulatory capture, what does that mean? It just sounds so good.
1: Regulatory capture is when um, the industry um, t- basically completely sort of surrounds and funds the regulations on that industry. Um, the, again, that, the, This American Life from this weekend, the, brilliant. The so what they, what they say is, you know, there are people who care a great deal about a little paragraph in a bill somewhere that will change the tax treatment of their industry. Right. Or give them the right to lock up other companies they don't like, which is the NPA's effort. But the um, thing
0: that – okay, you're not you're uh, finished and, idea. And so
1: they will, they will establish – they will work very hard and spend a lot of money to, to, to set that law up um, because the return on it is huge for them potentially. And so that is, you know, that, and so then the regulatory capture thing is is what we've seen with banking regulation, where you go and work as a banking regulator for a bit and then you leave and become a a, a job at,
0: is incredibly anti-tumbling. Or you become, you've worked as a senator for a while. I mean, all these sorts yes. of corrupt systems are the anti of anything tumbling oriented of kind of making connections and opening things up to more people and trying to reflect people back to themselves that are involved. I mean, the anti-SOPA yes. en- engagement was disruptive or was change. It was a huge change in political uh, lobbying because it didn't involve lots of people giving, um, writing checks and that check rating being seen as the only kind of way in which... People could speak up, and there was a lot of social engagement. All these patterns we've talked about in the show, because we're going to have to come to a close soon, about the celebritization of uh, a dumbing down of the valley, the shirtless wonders, the, uh, what did you call them? Enlightened? Enlightened? What? Overeducated? Expensively
1: educated. Expensively educated.
0: um, Conformists. Conformists. Uh, You know, we've got to keep up our reputation here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All these kinds of things that... How are they, they seem to me the antithesis of what we thought of what social dynamics could be.
1: Well, but I think you know the, it is also the antithesis. So they're not opening to, to go up. Back to the, the politics thing, the, they the, don't
0: go across lines, do they?
1: The, the point of politics. The point of politics is to be, in many ways, to be the the tumbler, to be the person. If you're the government representative, you are the person who's speaking for others. You're trying to connect with them and make sense of their causes and represent them in the in the, in the house. That that's what you know that's what politicians go into politics for that's what they tell themselves they're going to politics for and then what they find once they're elected is actually they're now running um, a call centre to raise more money for their party to go to get re-elected to do the same thing again Um, they're having three meals a day where they only ever eat and speak with lobbyists and people who've paid them Um, and that is you know that's the, the loop they get stuck in and that that you know I'm hoping that we can break that trend too. And the that's only, part, that's only way I
0: true. think to break it is through tumbling and large social connection. Because you need to prove to uh, Washington that you can if- affect them without writing them checks. Because when we were there, they all wanted checks from everybody. And they see these sorts of battles as ways to get checks from one industry versus another. And when you have massive amounts of people involved, it becomes much less binary. Right. And much less harder to break down. And how are we going to have that kind like? So when people who are tuned to fashion, I think I associate people who are that attuned to fashion with exclusivity. People who want to be in on something exclusive. They don't want everyone there. But the premise mm. of of basic web, especially social web platforms and businesses and services is to connect more people to each other.
1: It isn't it, it isn't it isn't isn't it was. Um, you know that was this I think this is you know the we talked before about the the challenge of tumbling is initially the problem is Getting people to connect with each other at all, and then the, then the problem becomes getting to shut up and pay attention to each other and, and, and not get drowned in noise. Um,
0: That's and- the thing about tumbling. I mean, is people are talking about as curation that yes. I think of as more of a tumbling thing. Which is, I think you have those more interesting conversations when you feel you're listened to, and and curating stays with this sort of broadcast notion that this person's special and this item is special and everybody, you know, come and watch this thing. It's the influential thing of the moment as opposed to who else is here and how can we collectively figure out what we're, what we're trying to solve. And hmm. I, I don't know. There are a million and one social apps out there. What are do, – do all of these This sorts of new investors or new participants, are they trying to help make – this kind of t- I mean you'd think they're more they're more socially adept wouldn't they be more connected to how to get a room filled full of people well they mm-hmm. are they are they helping yeah, make do, these do kinds think, of apps well, I don't know the answer
1: I, to some extent, yeah, I think you know that we're seeing that you know we're seeing the rise of apps that are trying to create more um in-depth connections among smaller groups you know that's you know, we, we talked about path and instagram and and there's sort of raft of apps there that are basically trying to say, no, actually, you can use this to, to, to have a, a closer connection to someone. You can have the more phatic communication amongst a smaller group. Um, so there is, you know, there there are sort of edgings towards that. Um, but, you know, one of the, one of the things we've, we've sort of...
0: We have a lot of new apps, by the way, coming are things that I've wanted to use for shows. On the Air, uh, Spreecast, Google... Right. Uh, Hangout Live is coming. Things that are... Uh, this startup that's, you know, all this this hubbub about that Sean Parker and Sean Fanning that Arrington's invested in. These are all sort of attempts to have multiple people on video. Facebook videos finally seems to be working, at least yeah, between I'm, two people.
1: Uh, I, I the other FaceTime.
0: Day, yeah. So all these things are more fadic because they're video, potentially more many to many So, uh, you well, know... That was,
1: did, you see, did you see Skype's ads this week? Skype, Skype.
0: Oh, God, how did we miss that? You know, I think we're going to have to close right after that Skype apparently because it's I'm going to guess losing money to people using text communication on Facebook and Twitter and not calling each other and so they've, they've I'm i am presuming they're losing money because I don't know why else they'd make a 12 million dollar marketing campaign it's a lot of money and it's its a sort of challenger uh, brand is what they'd call it in, in branding and advertising it's all about going after Facebook and, and Twitter because they're human and Skype's human, and these other things aren't. So most of these ads are welcome back to humanity or talk to a person. and You know, right. 140 characters isn't how I, you love someone or whatever. Right. Um, I th- I mean, they're hitting on a problem. I don't think it's going to work but, but, for but them at all. But it's bizarre
1: because all these platforms have this now too. I think the, the, the real thing is that they are feeling commoditized because um, – Google Hangouts is, is a better Skype for doing a group conversation. It's way easier than, than doing what well in Skype.
0: And it's freer. Um, yeah,
1: it's true. You have Skype, Skype, Skype now for multi that. That's true. I've forgotten that part, yeah. Because um, I do use Skype for voice normally. And Facebook now has... The, the video, the two-way video chat stuff. And then, yeah this this stuff is becoming, you know, we know how to do this now. This isn't magic. You know, 15 years ago, this was magic. Now this is a basic thing that, that should be t- standardized and stuffed into every web. But brand. it's less connected. It, we've to got the WebRTC th- standard spec that's basically But it's the only
0: place where there's emotional affect and impact. I mean, that's the place I'm most interested in because well, of that. I, don't think it's, you know, I think,
1: you know, the, the, I think to say that's the only place of emotional affect is understanding. It's the only
0: place I see, and I don't know, from every app i've been shown in the last year okay. it's the only thing i at least the last month it's the only thing i see that lets you express anything fatic or have any sense that the other persons there while you're talking to them none of the other uh things i'm i'm seeing are anything more than this person's here so you can you know
1: well no because because the, the people pe- people are very good at expressing emotion through other means as well the the fact that they can they can send you a, a hundred and forty character love note or hundred and forty I'm not talking about the sympathy. way people
0: I I believe people will always use every everything as emotionally right. as possible. What I'm saying is none of these things I'm seeing are conscious of are trying to help people do that better. That's not
1: but, a, a that, conscious I'm focus think, of anything I seen. it's the focus seen. of path. That is very much the focus of path. Path is trying to get you to express emotions and, and closeness to each other. That's and Dave has, has 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 said as much. Um, so yeah, the, the, but Okay. But it, you, you, you're right, it, it is... Yeah, it gives
0: you more emoticons. It does give you more yeah. emoticons, and it, it's encouraging you to have a smaller group of people that you're going to be closer yeah. to.
1: Yeah, and, and I think part of... The other, the other thing is, you know, the rise of the, of the photograph everywhere. You know, the, the fact that um, we communicate through, through photographs of each other is, is a way of showing facial expressions, showing emotion, and, and evoking that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's you that's know... a good point. That, that's something we now see much more pervasively... Through, the, through these things and part of this is because we've just carrying so many more cameras and it's easy to do this. You know it's, it's not some special device you have to hook up anymore. Um, anyway, so, uh, all of that
0: to say, what a great amazing conclusion we've come to here on another episode of 99 of Tunnel Vision. if kind of going over years what's kind of gone on in the week. We'd love to hear from you in terms of what you'd like to dig in, who you'd like to see. We're um, working on a bunch of new great guests and also startups who want to do Tumalai for the startup guy, gal. So uh, sites or services you'd really like some serious uh, social design analysis of. We're going to try and do one a month and see if we can get some of the UX folks back here that we've had before. Brennan, Julie Hamwood, and I'll try and get some other folks here too. um, See if we can get Adrian Chen. I think he was one of our very first guests. Um, (laughs) Yes, he was. Is this how you're going to find out about your son? By watching (laughs) someone in a chat room while we're on the air talk to? That's awesome. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, So let us know who you'd like to see us go through that with, if you'd like to be on, what you'd like to talk about. And we'll probably try out some of these, I will, for sure, uh, video chat forms so we can try them with you guys. And if you'd like to do even Google Hangout right now, We'll both go to Google Plus Hangout, and we will hang out if you guys want to do that in person. We'll see how that goes and try it off. All right, you guys. uh, We'll be back with episode 100 next week. We've got Keogh Stark from ITP uh, coming up on the 10th of May, and lots of others will be able to announce soon. Thanks so much, uh, and have an awesome night. And please go to iTunes and review the show. Bye, Kevin.
1: Bye. Yeah.